In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Betches Moms, with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. I'm Brittany. And it's just the two of us today, which just is exciting. Us. I love these um, episodes. They're my favorite. Yeah, they're awesome. I love. You're right now in the office. I love your setup. I'm in the office, and I'm just like staring at my background because yeah, it's so fun. it looks great. I, on the other hand, look like I was just saying. I look like I emerged from a cave, or I've just been like. I mean, I've transported back into college, and I've just been studying <laughs> for 24 hours. I just pulled an all nighter, and <laughs> I'm just. I don't know what to do about these baby hairs oh coming out of my head. Like, Let look me at them. tell you, <laughs> they're literally little pious. <laughs> I was getting ready this morning and I really want one of those things that like the rope that goes in your hair that makes it curly when you wake up, but I don't <laughs> have one of them. So I was like, oh, I'm going to use a hair ties. And it didn't really work in my favor because I have these baby hairs and it was just like, it was out of control. I didn't know what to do. Can you just look at this? <laughs> <laughs> you asked me not to video, but I think that I need to take a picture <laughs> This to show everyone. I'm taking a picture. What it's am I so supposed good. to do with this? I'm taking a picture. It doesn't. It doesn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> I I've just given in. Birth souvenirs. I'm just. <laughs> you're just gonna have to look at me like this. <laughs> well, anyway, what's going on, Brittany? How's life been? Last time we spoke, Oliver had a surgery. And My ass is so chaotic. <laughs> I we were home for like two weeks from the surgery and then like we had a blip of like real life and then we all got COVID. Oh, so God. um but you know what? We're better now. I got the worst of it and I am here to tell the story. <laughs> um, but we're okay and that's all that matters. And I'm just glad that now it's you now I'm gonna live my life for the next ninety days, I guess. <laughs> Did Jack have it too? He yeah. had it too. Oliver got it, brought it home from school. Fever for two days, then he was fine. Jack got it, then he got croup, oh. um, which scared me. I had never dealt with croup before. And then- um, Wait, wait, what was that like? He was barking in the middle of the night. I was like, what is that? And I, I obviously didn't sleep. I was freaking out. Oh my God. Um, but, and you were sick too. And uh, this was before I was sick. I got this oh. sick like the day after. But my doctors um, did a telehealth with me the next day gave us some medicine, helped him right away. And now he just has, you know, the residual cough, runny nose. But he's great now, thank God. But the group is really scary. It sounds yeah. very, very scary. And um, yeah, so then I got sick. I was sick for like over five days, like a long time. And then yeah. Noah got it, but he didn't have any symptoms. Thank God, because I couldn't take care of the kids. So 
Right. We both had it. I, I truly don't know what people do. I don't. Right. I can't believe you got croup. That's scary. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad everyone's okay. So what's been going on with So you? stressful. It was very stressful. Yeah. That's stressful. Um, What's going on with me? I don't know. We had Mother's Day. <laughs> it was your first Mother's Day. It was my first Mother's Day. It was very nice. And I liked it. I, I said this on an episode with Sammy. I think it was back for a second. So no one, like, I guess for moms may have heard it, but it was like kind of great because I got to milk the first Mother's Day. You know, it was oh, yeah. my first one. So it was like, yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm the birthday bitch. <laughs> you know, it's really a birthday party for you. It is. But not really because I hosted. So, um, and it was, it was nice. And Mila's, it's just so cute. And she's getting, like her, like you can sense that she's like understanding things, yeah. And she's just keeps waving at everybody and everything, like our plants and you know the kitchen, and she's just so fucking cute. And I just love this little baby, and it's so crazy. It's just so weird to be like celebrating Mother's Day and we're the adults. We're the adults. <laughs> I have a question. Do you feel like Mother's Day is like actually is better than your birthday? Like when are you like, no. did you feel like very? <laughs> no. <laughs> we had to celebrate with like every mom. It I wasn't guess all yes. about me. Okay, you're right. But <laughs> I literally felt like, and I kind of feel like this now, but like maybe especially on my first Mother's Day, I was like, I have this title and now we get to celebrate me on this day. Yeah, and yeah. Like it's Mother's Day and the gift that I get is more important than what you get me on my birthday. Like, right. Literally, like, I don't know. I felt like something about it. Like there was like a status to it. It makes sense also because your birthday, okay. Like what did you do to get right. your, you just were born. You don't remember it. Yeah. But you remember what you did to birth your kid. <laughs> so it's like a different, it's like your birthday too, really. <laughs> no, it really is. Yeah. I get it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like curious how like everybody like feels about that. Like if they do feel, because like when you're a kid, you're like, okay, it's Mother's Day. I love you, mom. But like now it's like it really actually means something. Okay. The thing, one thing about Mother's Day though, which was kind of funny because it came up with Rusty and I saw it on Instagram, saw the same thing on Instagram, which is Rusty was like, oh, and I'm like, isn't it weird? Like we're celebrating Mother's Day and it's like, you're the father. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I guess it's weird, but I'm, I guess I'm excited about Father's Day. I'll just like, you know, go do whatever I want, have a great day. I'm like, do whatever you want. Like, what do you mean? Like, we're hosting a party here. What am I doing? I'm not doing whatever I want. And it was just like kind of funny and I like brushed that off. But then I saw this post by Kristen Bell that was like, and it was so on, on topic Hold on, let me find it because I, I, I didn't see that one. I obviously sent it to Rusty after that. <laughs> it was, she said, my husband says there's such a double standard where dads go golf all day and go to dinner and moms are supposed to be served by the three-year-old all day and like watercolor with them. No, and then she she went to golf. So she goes, no, I do a dad style Mother's Day. And I was just like thinking, like forget golfing, whatever. But it's that is interesting. Like me, I was thinking about why is that, the way that it is do you feel like that's kind of I mean Noah no because Noah's not really like that I feel like I feel like he also doesn't golf and I feel like if you're like right. a golf guy you're like oh you're always excuse to go golfing. golf 
Like you can't get mad at me for golfing today because it's like yeah. an, an entire day event. So because he's not a golfer, like he, does, I guess he doesn't have that thing that's like I'm leaving for the day. Yeah, right. So I never really had to like deal with that. I mean, I guess this thing would be like I'm gonna go st- to the studio and like record some songs, but like, oh. <laughs> like that's like his getaway. Yeah, but, like that. Yeah. So right. like I don't know. I've never dealt with that. But I was just thinking because it's like with. I mean, maybe this is an overgeneralization, but the vibe around Father's Day is always like that you sort of get away or you get a break with yeah. the mom. The mom is supposed to spend time with the kid and, you know, celebrate yeah. being this mother rather than like, I'm going to go fuck off. You have the kid <laughs> yeah. and uh, see you at night. Hope you yeah. put dinner on the table. <laughs> no, there's definitely a double standard. It's like Mother's Day. It's like, oh, we're getting all the mothers together and like we're all right. going to all do something together. Right. You're going like, to you're going to play with the kids and like you're going to celebrate. Get some flowers. <laughs> Here's wait, how Okay, I love my family and they were so sweet and they were the best and they, they were awesome, but they woke me up at seven o'clock to eat breakfast <laughs> because they made me breakfast and I was like, but I don't want to eat right now. <laughs> I hear, yeah, I, that, seven is a bit early to, you know, start digesting. When um, I'm trying to sleep in, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, I can't <laughs> sleep in. So I was laying in bed. I was like texting Rusty. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> What's Where's Mila doing? I need a, I need a play by play. So I like tiptoed to the kitchen. I was like, hey, I'm ready. <laughs> so I went, ready. I was like, where's my copy? And he's like, okay. Uh, so I really went into straight diva mode, but it was fun. Um, it was definitely fun. And yeah, the only stressful thing that I've been really dealing with lately is like I'm sort of mentioned in the last episode, but this whole allergy thing, man, I don't know what to do. She had a couple allergic reactions over the weekend. Oh, no, really? Nothing like too crazy. Like I gave her some right. Benadryl, but I don't know what they were from. It, was, and, it wasn't the things that she's usually allergic No, to. nobody was like, nobody was like, you know, feeding her eggs or like kissing her after eating eggs or peanuts the same, like we weren't eating. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe it's the flowers from like, because we got a bunch of flowers for yeah. all the moms that we were having over in our family, not just like random moms. Um, <laughs> and maybe it was like environmental allergens because really this is the first you know, she's not a year yet. So this is the first like spring. So she's, you know, exposed. That was the word. So she's being like exposed to those types of like pollen during this time. This is her first time. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it was that. I don't fucking know. That's so So, interesting. But did anything else come up when you did the panel test that? No. All right. That's so strange. Did you call call the the doctor? Yeah. You know, I tend to always miss their phone calls. I usually don't miss any phone calls except the ones from the doctor. And they always call right before the office closed. So if you miss it by one minute, you call back and sorry, the office is closed. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It This has happened like three times with three different doctors. Um, And it's just so frustrating, but we're working on it. Well, you seem like a lot more chill about it than you were. Like you've gotten used to the idea that like you have to deal with these allergies a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like I had some answers and I'm very grateful that we found out about the allergies before experience. It was just experiencing an allergic, like a big allergic reaction where I didn't have any Benadryl or I didn't have anything. So 
that I'm happy about. I find we got an EpiPen to have just in case. Oh, good. And we'll take it day by day. But um, yeah, that's what's going on with me. Step by step, you'll keep finding out answers. And it could be, could it be that also she just has like, she's a little sensitive. Like maybe it's not like an allergy. It's like a sensitivity to something. Or was it She's like such a thing? sensitive girl. <laughs> she's so she's sensitive. Delicate little, little flower. Skin. She's like a delicate... Yeah, but no, she had hives. <laughs> oh, <okay>. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was definitely, okay. she was like scratching and it was but, really, I was upset, but it was okay. I just felt bad. It's really so uncomfortable. That's really sad. Um, yeah, it sucks, but she, I, I'm hoping she grows out of it, hoping to get some answers, but um, thank you for saying I'm chill. That is the ultimate compliment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do. You seem a lot more chill about it. You're just like, all right, well, I gave her some Benadryl. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, okay. right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. But every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, Benadryl. And it says, do not give before two. I'm like, well, then no, why, no. Why, am I, why am I giving? But yeah, you obviously have to give it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, yeah, speaking of anxiety, um, I know you wanted to chat about like an update about because we talked about anxiety in the past postpartum anxiety. Yeah. And now that our kids are both our your youngest kid and my only kid has is a little bit older, quite yeah. older. I know you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So when we both were, I think still on maternity leave and we were having our first episodes back after having the babies, one of the biggest things that we were both at, talking about and experiencing was PPA and PPD and just things, you know, the struggles of what we were going through while breastfeeding. And, you know, we had specialists on and we were talking a lot about things that we could do to help ourselves, whether it was therapies or habits. And mm -hmm. time has passed where I feel like we both have grown so much, especially you as a new mom, like doing amazing. And it's amazing. Um, and just like, how are you feeling? Like, how do you like looking back at yourself when Mila was in that newborn stage? Like, how do you feel about that person? How do you feel now? I mean, recently, a couple. I, did I talk about this on this show? I like cannot keep track of where I talk about anything. Um, <laughs> I had like a massive panic attack, and it was over. Like, it was a situation in which we were like in a park. And it wasn't because I was anxious about the park, but it was, I was anxious about like, I was with my mom and like, whatever. I just, it was a situation where I felt like uncomfortable, not because of like the environment, but because like I didn't, you know, sometimes I feel like moms think they know better 
just because, you know, they have more experience. And I just like had this like real intense panic attack. And like moms think they know better. Like your mom knows better. My mom knows sort of like better. And I just like, it was, I'm not going to go into the specifics, but anyway, I recognized in that moment because it was like pretty significant. Like I like was seeing sparkles, you know, those, like I was just like, oh my God, I need to get myself out of this situation. And I essentially like, I was like, I turned, it was, it was that like, I was like, I know my kid, I need to get home by this time. We should be turning around Mm -hmm. and you're not listening. They're like, no, let's go for another amount of time. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. we need to go back now. And really, it was like a conflict of opinion. Right. And I was like, this isn't about opinion. This is like my kid. But, you know, it didn't, the communication didn't plan out perfectly. <laughs> and my anxiety was like starting to, you know, it, it, it like heightens and it feeds itself and it starts to spiral. I ended up just like, <laughs> like fast walking by myself back to the car with Mila. Like I got the most exercise I've gotten. (laughs) Like my anxiety was fueling myself. And then my mom was like behind, like walking along to the car. And I was like, we're leaving. But again, like I'm making it seem funnier than it was because it was not funny. And yeah. And in that moment I recognized or the next day when I kind of digested what happened, I recognize that maybe I still feel a little bit, you know, anxious when it comes to certain scenarios with my kid and things like that. And I still have some postpartum anxiety and more. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, is this norm? Is this my new normal? Like, is this just going to be the way that it is? You have this like extension of yourself that lives outside of your body and you have to, you know, fight for their safety or their whatever what you think is best for them and and i was just you know i wanted to ask you about that now that you know you brought it like up like is is this the new normal or is it do you think that sometimes it can be heightened in certain moments i think there are times and moments it could be heightened depending on like what it is i think especially in the first year maybe two years like when you've worked so hard for a sleep schedule and a feeding schedule and like yeah. Someone is telling you like, oh, you're like being too strict or whatever. That's frustrating because you've worked really hard to like get to this point. Yeah. And like this schedule makes you feel better. So I feel like when it comes to things that things like that, like I definitely have like gotten over that part. I do think it's normal to still be anxious over that. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually something like that might like go away once like is a little bit older. Like she's young. She's six yeah. months old. Like, you know, so that no, makes she's, sense. She's almost nine. Oh my God. She's nine months. Oh she's my in, God. Uh, like Where she's, is she's time? Like a big, <laughs> big baby. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why I still think Jack is nine months old and he's going to be. I still think Jack, yeah, is like three months old. I don't even know. It's crazy. It's so weird. But yeah. So like you're still within the first year. I think it's really normal to still have anxieties like that. And like, I can't say if it's like, when it goes away or if it's normal for it to go away. I know from personal experience, like my anxiety never fully went away. There's just things that I care less about. But then like things happen even like if we're, I remember like getting into an argument with Noah, like a couple of months ago, we were walking in a really busy parking lot 
Mm-hmm. And he was walking with Oliver on the outside of him. So he was like, like you're yeah. always supposed to have the kid on like the inside, like where the parked cars are, not okay. outside. And I'm like, Noah, could you please move Oliver to the other side of you? And he like, anytime something like this happens, he's like, you're being ridiculous. And I had a panic attack. I just envisioned, God forbid, knock on wood, like right. a car coming by. And I'm like, can't you just say, okay. And like, bring him onto the other side of you. I don't understand why it's, why is this even a conversation? Just like bring him to the inside of you. You, yeah, he knows it's safer. He knows. exactly. So like I, and I like freaked out where like, and then I thought about that scenario after time passed. And I was like, did I need to freak out like that? No. Yeah. But like your anxiety gets the best of you. And I do think that there are these moments where like, I guess it is like remnants of PPA or PPD where you're just like, you have intrusive thoughts and it's like, it grabs onto you. And I, mm-hmm. I, I guess it is something you just live with. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I, I agree with you about like, it's hard to communicate when you have like sort of this like pressure bubble of anxiety coming like, like I need, I know I need to go make sure like this is the safest environment for my child. And it's something feels unsafe. And now like my spidey senses are mm-hmm. going like, are starting to, uh, what what happens with spidey? They tingle. <laughs> and like, and I'm- Your literal spidey. <laughs> yeah, I have spidey, like physical spidey <laughs> senses coming out of my head with my hair. Um, And you just like, it starts to escalate. And you can't control the scenario. Right. And that's the, pro- I think that is the issue. And I have control issues. <laughs> so like you asked what I'm doing, like have a therapist. It's great <laughs> mm-hmm. to like talk through anything that happens um, or any like argument with anyone and to see like what was going on in that moment. I also feel like it's sort of, it makes me feel so much better to say out loud that like I still have lingering anxiety and maybe it may not go away. And I'm just learning how to just deal, like live, Yeah, you know, help yeah. it go away, but like live with it because what am I going to do? It's right. not going to go away. You are your new version of yourself, essentially. Like you're not going to go back. So just being like hundred yeah. percent like, oh, I don't care. I was never chill though, so like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, never mind. Yeah, no, never mind. I had um, I had this crazy dream the other night, and that was, it was anxiety source of it. It was a dream, anxiety dream where I was just like, you know, do you ever like wake up and you just have this like pit? Your heart is in your stomach. Like something happened, mm-hmm. but the thing had, didn't exactly happen. You wake up before it happened. Mm-hmm. Like I used to have it when I was younger about my my little brother. My brother's 10 years young, younger than me. So he was a baby. And maybe this is why I have such crazy anxiety about a kid. But I, <laughs> I always felt like, you know, something's going to happen to him. And it's so out of my control because I'm not his mom, right? And my mom was great. It's nothing to do with that. But I was right. just like my whole like out of control thing. And I would have dreams about like, I guess it's an intrusive dream where he was almost going to fall down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I wake up before it happens and I'm just like, <gasps> like that just awful feeling. And the right. other night I had that where I have this like little step that goes into my den 
and the, my previous owners of the house like put marble floors in that tent and I like covered it with a rug and I have a play mat but there's an area that has some marble and I like you stepped one step down and I had this dream where I just like fell and I was holding Mila and like right before we whatever right like I'm not going to describe it but you guys can fill in the blanks and I just had that same feeling and I was like god (laughs) why you know, it's so, and it like ruins your sleep. Ruins it ruins it. just, and so then I woke up, I was like, oh my God, do I have to cover this whole thing in mat? <laughs> like, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I need to call this baby proofer. And it was just a lot, but we are still chill, Brittany. We are still Super chill. chill. <laughs> We're still that so was- chill. Noah posted a, a thing on stories for Mother's Day. And he was like, to the most chill, relaxed, <laughs> laid back mom. He was obviously trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 yeah, I mean, there, there's a little bit, bit of anxiety, like just like a tiny bit is very helpful. To be alert is very helpful. Yes, I mean, we have anxiety for a reason. It's it's a, yeah. A, it's a real emotion. A, um, it's a um, safety mechanism. That yeah. Are born. Like it makes sense. Like we're taking care of our kids, and they don't know what's right. wrong or right. So like, but I guess it's just more us learning to live with it and recognizing these emotions and recognizing when it's happening and being able to acknowledge it and then separating ourselves from it. Yeah. The best that we could do. I recently saw the Brene Brown, or I started watching this, her series on HBO Max. And she's like, talks about all the different emotions that like she defines, helps, she defines what every emotion is a human can experience. And she talks about worry and how worry is a, and so she's a researcher, right? So she Mm -hmm. researches these emotions and how worry is like one of the most useless human emotions. It does not help. It only causes anxiety. It does not like change whether the reality of what you're worrying about comes true or not. Right. It is just a complete waste of your like negative energy. It's a waste. It's so true. It's hard. It hurts you. It does not help you even though you think that you're helping yourself. Like you think that you're helping by worrying all the time about this happening or that happening. But ever since I saw that, I like go back to that. I'm like, this is not helping me at all. Like anytime I have like a super intrusive for, you know, (sighs) shitty experience, like thinking about something bad that can happen, you know? That is really helpful. One of the things that my therapist tells me is because I have like all these intrusive negative thoughts and I just think that if something bad will can happen, will happen. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't always, I was not always like this. Um, me but neither. she was like, why are you putting that into the universe? Like, she's like, um, stop. She's like, you're putting bad energy into the universe. <laughs> you're putting, you're putting bad thoughts into the universe. Like you don't mm-hmm. stop talking about it. Stop thinking it like you don't want this to happen. So why are you putting it out there? Don't stop putting yeah. it out there. And like yeah. I and I always tell myself that now. Like if I think of something like horrible, I'm just like I don't even want to put that out there. Like I don't take it back. I take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Redact. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's like the same thing. It's like why you're doing more harm than good by right. worrying. You're like manifesting something bad. Exactly. In a way. And that has helped totally. That's great that your therapist said that. How are you? Fe- are you feeling better from like, I know you also shared that you were struggling. Yeah. Um, I have my moments. I think I'm definitely feeling better. I think once I stopped breastfeeding, I like a couple of weeks later, I definitely felt so much better. I think that was like, it was really difficult for me this time around. And like, um, but I also think just like when you get to a point where for the most part, your kids are sleeping, you have a routine, you're able to get back into the groove of things. Like I recently started working out again. And this is only of recent of like, I want to say two months ago, I was at the point where I was like, I, I need to help. Like I need to do things. And that was when I guess maybe it's been like two or three months that I've been that I no three months that I've had a therapist. And then I started speaking with one of my friends who's a, she's a health coach. So Mm -hmm. she's been like helping me like figure out just like what the purpose of me wanting to like get healthy is and like what I need to be doing. So it's just about like making better life choices. And it's about, yeah, it's about losing weight, but not in this, but in the sense, because like, I don't feel good about myself. So it's like, it's also because like, I'm not eating the right things, but it's like, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's affecting me mental. Like I feel sluggish. So I just feel like everything is connected. And so that's why I was like, all right, time to start working out, time to start eating better, time to start prioritizing my sleep. Just, and making those changes, I feel like in the past like three months, I definitely feel like a different person. That's so great. It really does make such a difference when you like actively pursue doing the things that you feel like you have, you know, sort of put on the side burner. Yeah. You know, I, um, I interviewed this holistic psychiatrist on DST and I've never spoken to a holistic psychiatrist. Usually psychiatrists are like, um, you know, meds, 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 meds. She's not anti-meds. She's just let's, you know, treat symptoms as a whole before we go to that. Right. And the whole thing is about, her book is um, about anxiety and how treating it, you can try to treat anxiety. Like there's true anxiety and false anxiety she talks about. You guys can go listen to that interview. It's on DST. But I essentially, I started reading the book and there's like a lot of things. It's about like the mind-gut connection too, like how your brain and your stomach or your gut not just your stomach, but your gut. Um, they, it's a two-way conversation. So sometimes if you are, so we already know that like, if you feel anxiety in your head, you feel it physically in your stomach, right? Like a lot of people talk about it. It's like, in your, it's like you're, you just feel it there. Yeah. But she was saying that like, sometimes whatever's going on in your gut, even though your brain's not thinking I'm anxious, whatever's going in your gut might, be signaling to your body or your brain that like, oh, we are in a state of anxiety because of what's going on, whether whatever you're eating or the way in which you're eating, like things like that. So I um, started incorporating tiny little things from there, like even just, you know, regulating sugar like throughout my day, not making sure that, you know, if I eat something with sugar, like there's, it's not just on its own. So there's no spike And that's like kind of really helped stabilizing my mood. 
and like working on and eating like less like inflammatory things that's also helped my mood and really under trying to learn about like uh be a little bit more thoughtful about where i am in my cycle menstrual cycle and like you know not eating in reaction to that but like being mindful of where I am, therefore I might me feel X today, I might feel Y today, and like just kind of being more mindful of that. And that's really helped me kind of like know myself better and manage my anxiety from like a from like a physical standpoint rather than like, right. oh, I have a lot going on. It's a mental illness. It's really like, oh, but there's some physical things that I can do to help. And obviously working out really helps. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's just, it's so weird to like... <laughs> It's so, in- I could talk baby. about this. I could talk about this forever. Like I find it so interesting because like, I, th- I I agree. Just like all these things like really do affect you. And the more you want to help yourself and you learn about these things and it's just, it really all makes so much sense. My friend just, she, she had a baby. She has like a, maybe a four-year-old, five-year-old. I can't remember. Um, but she just had a baby. And she was about to have a baby, like a, a couple weeks ago, she was like really just ready to have this kid about to mm-hmm. pop out. And I like sort of put myself in her shoes and I was just like, I can't believe you're going to have to do the newborn thing again. <laughs> and she's like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, like, she's like, I just can't believe I'm about to do this again. And I like transported myself back to those, like, you know, the first three months. And I'm like, holy, that was that was like a time. What would you tell yourself knowing what you know now and like feeling how you feel? Great question. Um, you know, it's, it gets better. <laughs> and I think that's what I told you. It gets, it gets better. better. And yeah. um, you really won't think about the breastfeeding thing. The other day someone asked me, are you still breastfeeding? And I like laughed in their face. <laughs> I was like, God, no. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, like, you know, I can't. And then I was like, people still, bre- that's in, that I, I just, I, I'm like, I can't believe that. That's in amazing. Amazing. And I'm amazing. so, and I have friends that done it for two years and I, I can't believe it, but they're like, they're fine with it. I have friends yeah. that have done it up to a year and like, I respect everybody that breastfeeds for that long. Like, so much, yes. so much. Total respect. What would you say to yourself? I don't know. Like, I feel like it like goes back to like the breastfeeding thing. And I think I put same too much. a lot of, pre- a lot of pressure, but like also not a lot of pressure because it was just, I knew it was just something that I wanted to do. So it's not like I forced myself. I just really wanted to do it. Yeah. But I think I would just tell myself like, you're not saving lives. Like this is not like, just stop. Like you're not. Right you're going to be okay. Jack's going to be okay. Like, and I also, I guess a little bit of guilt because I did it so much longer with Oliver and like, right. You won't know the difference. I think I would just like talk myself out of that and just let myself know that like, you know, to not let the anxiety get the best of you and to remember that sleeping gets easier, which like, I guess I did at the time tell myself, I guess it's a little bit different the second time around. Cause I was able to tell myself some of these things because i was on yeah. the other side. Um, but I think just like it would be more about like having myself let go of the yeah breastfeeding. Right. There's no right way yeah. to do th- certain things. Like, you know, you kind of have to go with the flow. I think that would be the 
advice I would give to myself, I would say like, stop trying to like hijack whatever's happening. Like just try to go with the flow. You don't, anytime you push your kid to do X, Y, Z, it backfires and you're good. So that said though, I like was looking in the mirror the other day. I was like, oh wow, I miss being pregnant. (laughs) Here comes baby number two. Announcement. No, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Let me get a faux pas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, if so, anybody listening has like, I think that's a great question. Like, what would you tell yourself for the first time? Or tell, because I'm sure we have so many listeners listening who are about to have a kid. We're like scaring the shit out of them. It's Um, it's it's great. Yeah. (laughs) No, it is. It's an amazing time. Take it all in. Like, I look at pictures. I was like crying the other day looking at pictures of both Jack and Oliver, just when they're newborns, like they just are such cuddly little balls. And like, yes, it could be stressful because it's new, but it's, it's the best. It's right. It's really the best. Right. Like, like I said, I I miss being pregnant. So it's not, it's not even just missing like the act of just being pregnant, but just having this, like, like, even though I'm like saying, holy shit, I can't believe my friend is about to do this. Yeah. Like I still, would do it again. <laughs> yeah. So like that's, I think that says enough. It says like, think about like how many people, I think it was um, Sarah Merrill posted it because she just had her baby. She ended up having a C-section, big kid problems. And she wrote on her story. She's like, I just can't, couldn't believe like how many people like do this over and over again. She was like, but then they put the baby on my chest and I understood why people do it over and over again. Yeah. It's amazing. There's no other feeling. There's really no other feeling. It's crazy. We're like programmed to do. We don't want to get into this again. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to get into it. We're like now like. (laughs) Should we do a segment? Let's we have a good monster to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Let's do that. Dear Brittany and Aileen. Thank you for creating the Betches Moms podcast. I'm a new mom and it's nice to listen and relate to many of the episodes. Here's my momster scenario. My six-month-old daughter has recently started trying solid foods. My husband has tried feeding her sparkling apple juice, a small hard pretzel, and soft serve ice cream, all of which were a hard no for me. I just don't feel like six-month-old babies need sugar or small hard objects that they could choke on. In these situations, I say, please don't feed her that. And he usually protests. And then I say, well, let's check in with our pediatrician and see what she says. I don't want to get in the way of my husband and my daughter's relationship. And I know each parent will do things differently. But am I wrong for holding this hard boundary? Am I a momster? Thanks in advance for your thoughts. (sighs) Brittany, is she a momster? Absolutely not. I'm in the background being like, why the hard pretzel? Yeah, small, no. small, hard, small pretzel. hard pretzel. No, absolutely not. Six months. I mean, generally they say no like added sugars, right? Yeah. Like no sugar, no salt. Other spices are good, especially at six months when they're still really, it's really early. Sparkling apple juice. I just... Why sparkling? (laughs) (laughs) They're celebrating. Yeah, you're not a monster. But I think that her reaction was actually very good in that, like, let's check in with the pediatrician. 
I thought the same thing. I think you had the perfect response instead of like flipping out, just like, let's talk to the doctor. Put, it, right. put that on hold for a second. Right. If this were you, how would you, what would you do? <laughs> like, what's the unhealthy communication that you would do? Because I'm only thinking of all of those. Okay, if that were me, it, this is not the correct way of doing things. I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, absolutely not. Get that away from my child. Like, these are the things that I would say to my husband and it would be a blowout fight. Yeah, I would be like, what the, f- are you feeding her? Yeah. And then I would go and find articles and just like, just send them all to him in yes. Instagram things from like experts. And yeah, it would just not be the right way. But I would, yeah, I think like you need to have a business meeting. You need to talk to your pediatrician, then have a parent business meeting where you talk about what each of you want and discuss very maturely, respecting each other's boundaries, what's best for the kid, not for you. That's great advice. And I also think that like you, I don't think you're getting in the way of their relationship. I think you could say, I understand you want to like share these fun treats with her, but you'll have your whole life to share like really awesome, amazing food. And right now, unfortunately, she's eating like this stuff or not even necessarily unfortunately because she could eat really good food just not with sugar or yeah or anything that's hard that she could choke on yeah i've that's great advice i've had a scenario actually with rusty about like something he was doing something that i did not agree with because i was like i've done so much research about like how you're really not supposed to like energize the kid before bed but then i like really stepped into his shoes i was like this is his bonding time with her after work. Like this is when he sees her. He doesn't get to work from home like me and I get to see her throughout the day in little pieces. So I was like, I totally, the empathy part is really the key actually. The way that you said it was you say like, I understand like this is your opportunity to bond. It must be so hard that you don't, you get only these tiny little windows. Maybe there's like a different approach that you can take but like I've just read that it, like it's going to hurt both of our sleep at night because, you know, she's going to be waking up. Like they say, if, you know, it increases wakes and, you know, me and you we're struggling with that. Although Mila's been sleeping. Knock on wood. <laughs> Not a peep. Um, knock on wood. Knock on everyone. Knock on wood right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's the em- leading with empathy is always the best, the best way. We also have a mom guilt today from a listener. Oh, not one of us. Not one of us. Brittany, do you want to read this one? Sure. Hey, Betches Moms. I was listening to your podcast on a plane to Miami by myself and figured I'd send in my no mom guilt moment. A few weeks ago, my husband had COVID. Apparently, in some work of magic, my son, who's eight months old, and I did not get it. That said, we still kept him out of daycare for the week, and I watched him while working for six days. By day three, I was losing it. So I booked myself three days in Miami and I feel absolutely no mom guilt about it. I may have cried last night while packing because I'm going to miss my son so much. I cried as I read him his books last night as I got irrationally worried that something would happen on my trip and that would be my last bedtime. I checked the Nanit after boarding my flight, but all that said, I feel no guilt for taking this trip for myself. 
Here's to a few days of naps, reading by the beach, and tasty food alone. Sincerely, Vacation Betch Mom. So jealous. <laughs> so jealous. For like two reasons. Like A, I'm jealous that you're going on a no-kid vacation, and B, that you're able to do that by yourself because like I don't think I could do that. I think that's amazing. I would have so much guilt. Like I would not, this is the, I need to give this woman an applause. Yeah. <laughs> like ama- this is great. I can relate to that like last night kind of feeling like that's, Same. you know, you have all the worst possible scenarios in your head mm-hmm. and you're just, you're testing yourself for guilt. Yes. But at the end of the day, you did it. It's actually interesting. You're saying you're testing yourself for guilt. That's a really interesting way of Yeah. Like that. your, your other side, you know, if you want to say like you have this little guilt character sitting on one shoulder mm-hmm. it's testing you it's like oh what if you this is it you know why do you have to go on this vacation for yourself you don't really need to go like it's really just testing your this is the uh, it's the what if god forbid something happens like it's really just like that bitch on your shoulder yeah <laughs> like just tell and you and you know you just kind of you felt the emotions but you still went and that's amazing you deserve that. Being home with a kid while working is a special type of hell. Um, <laughs> and I, I feel guilty saying that because I love being with my kids. But like, no, no but guilt. working but working with kids, that is really tough. Um, and you deserve this trip. And that's amazing that you don't have guilt about it. You shouldn't have guilt about it because you deserve it. Yeah, you, really you do. do. Well, I'm gl- I hope your husband's okay and um, enjoy vacation. I now I want to go so bad, but I guess summer's here. <laughs> and yes, you guys can send in your no mom guilt, your momster submissions. I love the momsters. Um, you can send in your dear betches moms. We didn't read one today, but we just didn't have time. Submit them to moms at betches.com. You can also DM them to at Betcha's Moms. And that's it for this episode of Betcha's Moms Podcast. Guys, if you love this show, please leave us a five-star review. It makes a world, like we just love it. We love to read your reviews. We love to know that you're liking this show, that it's just making a difference in some way, whether that's you know a little bit of an escape or just feeling like, you know, you can relate. I just, I like to read them. So please take a second and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and just hit the subscribe button or hit the follow button on Apple and Spotify and go follow Betcha's Moms on Instagram. You can follow me at Aileen. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.